On the 31st of August 1997, Princess Diana, the self-appointed Queen of Our Hearts, was killed in a car accident in France. Despite an unprecedented outpouring of national grief, it would be almost a week before the real Queen saw fit to return to London from her holiday home in Balmoral, Scotland. Her refusal to fly the Union flag at half-mast over Buckingham Palace and her refusal to cut short her vacation saw the Queen perceived as out of touch, cold and unfeeling. The British public are anyone's for a long weekend at a street party, however, so this was largely written out of history before the Golden and subsequently the Platinum Jubilee celebrations. But the Queen was apparently very nervous when she eventually returned back in London in, on the uh, 5th of September 1997, the day before Princess Diana's funeral. According to at least one royal correspondent, the first thing she would have heard as she went walk about among her subjects gathered outside the gates of Buckingham Palace was not the usual cheers, but the words about bloody time. That entire scene will be recreated this week, only there will be no deceased princesses, no floral tributes and no walkabouts. It will be reenacted with the Competition and Markets Authority investigation in the role of Princess Diana. The members of the NFDC are cast as the British public. The NFDC itself will appropriately play the Queen, aloof and distant, out of touch with its subjects and seemingly more focused upon self-preservation. The venue will be markedly different too. While the Queen faced her public at the gates of Buckingham Palace, the NFDC will face its public in the Midlands, the venue for a meeting of the Midlands and Welsh region. It's an appropriate location. The Midlands region includes Birmingham, the UK's second city. It is also home to some very good and widely respected demolition contractors. AR Demolition, Armac Demolition, Coleman and Company, Total Reclaims, and of course the company of the incumbent NFDC president himself, William Crooks at uh, Cowalden. It is also home to the only demolition contractor from outside of London to be named by the CMA, uh, DSM Group. Assuming that a representative from Demolition's answer to Balmoral Castle, Resurgent House, does deign to uh, attend the meeting, they can expect a reception that extends way beyond about bloody time. The members of the Midlands and Welsh region will, I am sure, come prepared with their own set of questions. Among them, I hope, will be, why have you said so little and done even less about the CMA revelations? When are you planning to expel those that have admitted involvement and brought the Federation into disrepute? Why have you been willing to jeopardise the reputation of the many to protect the few? And how are you going to safeguard the relationships with the likes of Build UK and the CITB when you are failing to act in this matter? Of course, they might also choose to ask, how has that Mark Anthony bloke single-handedly got the NFDC more coverage in a week than our highly paid marketing department that's accomplished in three years? They probably have more pressing matters on their mind. Perhaps the most important question, however, is currently difficult to ask and virtually impossible to answer. How do you go about mending the Federation's tarnished reputation? We're not there yet. The eight companies that have put up their hands in the aftermath of the CMA scandal are currently continuing along their merry way, seemingly with the tacit approval of the senior ranks of the NFDC. So long as that situation is allowed to continue, there will be no mending, no healing. There can be no stage-managed platinum jubilee in which past transgressions are just glossed over. 
The disquiet among members will continue until some meaningful action is taken. There has long been a feeling among NFDC members in the Scottish, North East, North West and Midlands regions that the Federation was run by and for members in London. The fact that nine of the ten companies named by the CMA probe are based in the nation's capital and the fact that the NFDC has failed to act merely serves to confirm that long-held suspicion. So where does all that leave us and are there any lessons we can learn from history and from the Princess Diana saga? Well, there has certainly been a move over the years to make the royal family seem more in touch, warmer, less distant. There's been a marked modernisation, a notable step away from tradition and an eagerness to engage with the modern world. There's been a move to push the younger and more dynamic royals to the fore. But it all began when the Queen returned to London on the 5th of September 1997, the day before Princess Diana's funeral. Her return was long overdue, but it demonstrated an admission that she'd got it wrong, that she'd misjudged the mood of the nation. The hope now is that the members of the NFDC's Midlands and Welsh region can convince the NFDC to relent in a similar manner. And perhaps it's worth reminding them what the great philosopher Spock once said. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Or the one. Well said, Spock. Well said. 